KG, and this is not safe for networks. Kentucky skies. I'm Biggs. I'm Brandon. I'm Carl. How's it going, everybody? Living the dream. Just a dandy. Dude, I like your shirt because it looks like it would stand out in the middle of a desert from space. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very bright blue. Got like an Avenger shirt. It looks like... The Mighty Avengers. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like Jack Kirby, but now that I'm looking at it closer... Looks like maybe John Romita Sr. Does it got a little, like, drawing on the corner there or something? I don't see any signatures or anything. Mm. Yeah, it looks it looks like 80s style to me. It was $5 at Kmart before it closed. So. <laughs> it was back, back in the time <laughs> when they draw Iron Man, and they're like, let's just really draw, like, a six-pack on Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> and they would do stuff where they would have his mask, and they would, like, draw expressions on the mask. To kind of like convey what he's feeling in the moment, but it's like, dude, it's it's a mask. It shouldn't work that way. <laughs> but only '80s kids will understand, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only one I don't really, I'm not sure who this guy is. That is, I think that's Colossus. That could be. Yeah, that's the dude who uh, Lawrence Fishburne plays in Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm pretty that's sure. not Colossus. That's uh, or not Colossus. I'm sorry. Um, Shoot, I just some kind like of two days. some kind of big name. <sighs> no, because Colossus is like the X Men. Right? Yeah, yeah. I got mixed up there. Uh, Goliath. <laughs> Goliath. That's yeah, it. Sorry, that's Goliath. I think that makes sense. I'm pulling way back in my <laughs> comic knowledge to try and remember. But yeah, I think that's who it is. That actually makes sense. I mean, they got the vision down here. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like you got the wasp on there in her old style. Yeah, that that really looks like it was actually a cover. Like, I, I bet you anything that was actually a cover, so. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Anyway. Enough talking about my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> a shirt that the viewers can't, or listeners cannot see. I said viewers, but it wouldn't be a problem if it was viewers problem because they're listeners dude i want to know i want to ask people out there if there's some holdover between box office and montucky skies what's the deal right now because <laughs> we have more subscribers in, bo- in box office battle again they're beating they're beating montucky skies which has been going how is that possible we've been going weekly for like eight and a half years and every now and again box office battle just like suddenly spikes up and beats us it hasn't been done for like what three four years now yeah three and a half years i checked uh it has 35 more subscribers than the show right now i mean keep it up yeah totally but don't expect any new content soon i think we really dropped the ball because in the last episode we said like keep it on your feed we'll come back at some point 
<laughs> we were lying. I mean, we didn't know we were lying, but we were totally lying. Jack, Zach shows up and we got a we got a show again. But if Zach shows up, we're just going to do Skies. That's what's yeah. going to happen. So. No, I mean, like, if it was like a long-term thing. Yeah. But that's probably not going to happen, so. Probably not. Anyway, how you doing, Carl? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I don't think people even knew you were on the podcast yet. <laughs> you were so quiet. You guys were filling it up good. <laughs> the airtime. The Avengers talk. Well, I, I want to start out talking about uh, the Goldberg, the Goldbergs, which led into the new show Schooled. Oh, and didn't it ever. Yeah. So did you see both of them, Carl? Yeah. How about watched... you, Brian? Did you manage to watch no. any of them? So I would have told you to watch it, but like I just remembered about an hour before we podcasted, so I just barely snuck them in before you showed up. But uh, so the Goldbergs did this weird thing where they basically share a universe with the Wedding Singer now. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, which is interesting be- to me because that means that the character that Adam Sandler plays is a real person in the show, but they're constantly referencing movies because they're fans of the movies. So although they make, they've made up a couple of characters for the Goldbergs though. The Goldbergs is going to have to end before Adam Sandler joins SNL. Or their continuity will just crumble into pieces. I mean, but it's always set in the 80s, so that's never <laughs> right, going to be an I'm, issue. Because Sandler yeah. was like early 90s, I think. Yeah, yeah, mid-90s. yeah, I think so. I think he's, they're safely separated from each other. Yeah, I think, I, I think he had like a four-year run on SNL, something like that. Possibly five, but I feel like it was like four years. And then like Billy Madison blew up. And that was kind of the beginning of the end for Sandler on on uh, Saturday Night Live. I'm pretty sure. Are you looking it up on IMDb? Maybe. <laughs> well, the way they the way they synced up, um, they used scenes from the actual Wedding Singer movie, and then synced up scenes that they shot with like Beverly Goldberg reacting to it on the other side of the room, so that you know. And there were a couple of scenes where. They had some the stand-in airplane. actor with his back to the camera, just right off on the edge, so that you know you could tell that it was him with the hair and the color of the the suit and everything. But it worked pretty good, actually. I thought it was, and then John Lovitz was actually there. He played his character from the Wedding Singer, who looks shockingly the same, but with like more of a sunken like just eyes. way grosser. <laughs> yeah. They made him greasier than the movie, for sure. Or maybe that's just how John Lovitz lives now. I don't know. And then they even, like, towards the end of the episode, they made so many just on-the-nose references and tongue-in-cheek sort of winking. He looks right at the camera at the end of the episode and is like, you know... So maybe something's going to happen in 10 years. Yeah. You know? And like leading into the spinoff, which I'm assuming on television aired immediately after the Goldbergs on. Yeah. It, it had to have. It absolutely had to, lead, had to lead have. right into it. Okay. So that was the setup. Essentially. We don't need to go into it so much, but, uh, but schooled, which is the new show. What'd you think about it? Um, 
I liked it a lot, actually. Um, I felt like it was a little bit less inspired than the Goldbergs is. Um, but <laughs> I like all the characters a yeah. lot. And Tim Meadows is a pretty central character and he's great. And the coach, the coach is amazing. Yeah. And, and clearly like the second banana on this show. Yeah. Well, which it, I'm all about. There's going to be two main storylines. The f- one is going to be Lainey adjusting to be a te- being the new music teacher at her old high school. And also the bully from Goldberg's is the <laughs> yeah. janitor. Yeah. The, the is, guy with the mullet who's really into, uh, uh, Rush. Yeah, Rush. He's like a janitor, which like I laughed so hard when he just like I don't even remember what he said, but he's like buffing he's so out funny. a floor and I was just like started laughing because I was like, they got this guy in there too. And uh well then there's a the second plot is gonna be the coach and his star student, his star athlete. Yeah. Who I guess it turns out the real coach Miller is coached, coached Matt Ryan from the Falcons. Yeah. So that's going to be their, their like high school relationship is going to be the second main plot of this show. And I'm actually kind of intrigued by it because this is a kid that played three different sports in high school, just like a super talented guy. And the coach is obviously like, had an impact on him dude the first plot that they choose for coach meltner i fucking love this because i lived this a little bit in high school like he is a gym coach who's very upset that the student is emulating michael jordan but more so that like they wear long shorts and he's like what's wrong with the short shorts it's in the name he's really (laughs) upset and like that fucking made me laugh so hard because i remember my dad thinking like our shorts were ridiculous when we were in high school because they were so long. And I was like, yeah, but why would I've you never had like, that problem? Because I got these short stumpy legs. So even short shorts feel like long shorts to me. So. <laughs> it always reminds me of that really famous Larry bird poster where he's like going up for a dunk, but like, it's just fucking, it's like shrink wrapped over his unit because they're these <laughs> little tiny short shorts that are riding up. And it's like going Ugh. full Lieutenant Dangle. <laughs> yeah, going full Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the second coach Melner doesn't like Jordan. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in on this fucking show. <laughs> No, I'm not wearing them right now, Carl. Oh, I just I noticed Carl and I have the same shoes on. Do we? Different size, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Walmart. Yeah, the $10 Walmart special. <laughs> they do not last long either. No, dude. They have like a cardboard insert in a lot of those shoes. that I, I, wore, I ran through a pair of shoes from Walmart one time and then looked and saw it was like cardboard on the inside and I was like fuck this and I never bought another pair of Walmart shoes again. The weirdest thing about these shoes and I'm just going to mention this really quick is that when I'm walking and it's rainy, like it's wet, the pavement, these shoes slip really bad but only where the white is painted on cement, like the arrows and the parking lines. For some reason these shoes are super slick on that material 
that makes the white paint. So you got to be really careful when you're like, going across crosswalks. <laughs> or like if I'm walking across a parking lot and there's like an arrow, this is the way out of the parking lot, out to the street. I'll step on the arrow and just like slide across it and have to, and like it's catch like my a balance. video game. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> it's a pretty dumb thing to have a selective it's like I step on the that paint and I lose <laughs> all traction whatsoever, just out of nowhere. Even that, if, yeah, it's like I'm on ice. That sounds like the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't expect me to be walking on that kind of stuff. But back to school. <laughs> so essentially, essentially to like to sort of just sum up what it is is Lainey goes back to her school to become a teacher coach Melner's still there and then uh tim meadows guidance counselor is now the principal and so it seems to me like and we're i'm just basing it off the pilot but it seems to me that the two kind of main points of this are gonna be like tim meadows and laney butting heads a little bit Mm -hmm. and then like the star student and the coach butting heads a little bit like i feel like that's probably gonna be most the a plot b plots and uh and it's the 90s instead of the 80s which i also love that'll be fun just to have the 90s references because that adam f goldberg's still the creator of this show at co-creator and uh and they he had the has real Coach really Melner at the end talking about Matt Ryan, too. Yeah, or he with a, Matt Ryan. He has a really good um, sense of, like, referencing things, which, <laughs> I mean, is clear from the all of these great episodes of... He got, he got Rick Moranis to come out of retirement to do a voice on uh, the Spaceballs episode. You know, he's just really... He, I think he's developed a pretty solid yeah, reputation. He got Robert England to play Freddy Krueger. Yeah. This oh, is all yeah. just last season, yeah. too. Yeah, just in the like season, or even the first half of this season, because this is the second half of. That's right. That was a season, wasn't season it? Season five we're in yeah. currently. I think we're in season six, aren't we? Maybe. I think so. I think we ran through like five ep- or five seasons to catch up because this is the first year we've watched it. Like week by week like we discovered it last spring i think and just started catching up yeah i binge watched it when i found it i watched i just kept watching there was i was yeah. captivated uh, matt campbell actually was like really talking it up and saying it was like it should be considered with like parks and rec and stuff like that and i was like huh like when i heard that i was like maybe i'll check it out so yeah, i would say and it has like these really unique elements too where they He's, he's this guy, Adam F. Goldberg's gone farther than anybody else in television ever before to, um, bring in the people from his past that he's talking about in his stories and giving them little, like whenever he, the Adam Goldberg that's on the screen is running around with his friends the people playing his friend's parents are the actual people that the f- friends are based off of. Yeah. So like his, his little high school for best friend, that's a girl. Her mom is that girl in real life. And that's crazy that he's like, he's letting them be part of the whole Experience. journey. Yeah. It's, 
nothing like this has ever happened before on television. It's like a totally like cool original thing and it's cool to get to see it playing out in real time. It's also interesting on school that they still have uh, Patton Oswald narrating it because <laughs> his character has nothing to do with it so far. Well, he started out narrating it and then Lainey's voice took over. Oh, did it? About like... Somehow I didn't notice that. Towards the end of the opening monologue. Okay. <laughs> I just heard Patton Oswald at the beginning and then I just sort of, I guess, spaced that out. I'll take your word for it. I yeah, he's kind of the internal voice of the Adam Goldberg character, but also the overall voice narrator. of the show itself. Yeah, it was kind to of a funny. Extent. It was kind of funny how they bridged it by showing like Bev at the beginning of the episode, and she <laughs> she like mm-hmm. walks in because like uh, Lainey goes for a job as a music teacher. And Tim Meadows is like, oh, no, you're a horrible student. I remember you, no way. And then Bev Goldberg walks in. And she's like, like, she's like, I got a reference. And, and Bev Goldberg One reference walks is in. not enough. And then she's like. She oh. goes, I will haunt you every single day unless you hire her. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, as soon as he sees her, he's just like, fuck. Just hires her immediately. Yeah, let's just get this over with. <laughs> I love that. Uh, they had it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun, and I was sitting there watching it. And with the Goldbergs, there's always like a handful of stuff where I'm like, I remember that, I remember that, but it was more the Adam Goldberg stuff. And now it's kind of gone away from that for the most part, except for when they're talking about broad eighty stuff because he's not a kid anymore. But with this show, I'm like, yeah, I remember all of that. Like everything <laughs> that was happening was just like shit that we did in high school. Like moshing and like um, trying to think of other examples. Uh, that stupid thing you put around your leg and then you like twist your leg and you like hop over it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like a little ball. Skip. Yeah. With, uh, skip. A, yeah. Something with skip in the name. Yeah. Skip all or something. Yeah. Skippo. Skippo. That's a game. Oh. <laughs> Whatever it is. That's like a Uno game. Yeah. They were playing right. horse. I played a lot of horse in high school. That's probably not a 90s thing, though. I, yeah, is I horse a 90s thing? It definitely predates the 90s, but only 90s kids would know. Only 90s <laughs> kids will understand. <laughs> I hate that shit so much. That's the second time I've done it. I just, it like popped in yeah, my head yeah. when I was watching Schooled, and uh, <laughs> I, I can't get it out of my yeah, head Yeah, like now. the S in Schooled even is on the title screen is, is that the, S that everybody drew. That um, has like a hundred different like origins. Like I actually did some research on that S with like the, that looks like a diamond or whatever. Like there is so many different like origins to what, that. What'd you come up with? I didn't. Cause it, I fell down this rabbit hole. They're and, like, all equally plausible. Yeah. So none I mean, of them are verifiable. Uh, that's the worst. But I totally remember drawing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's something about it. It's probably a magic spell. It's like a curse. <laughs> the other thing that made me laugh was when uh, when Lainey pulls that Zima out of that girl's backpack. Zima. And I just started laughing. And I was like, Zima. And I immediately thought of our old friend Dave yep. Brody, who like would not drink beer. And he would always, whenever we'd find our buyer... 
He'd always make him buy a six pack of Zima because there's always a him. <laughs> but he'd always make him buy a six pack of Zima. And I remember it was just the worst. Every time he'd be like, I'm not buying that. Like so many people would just refuse, like straight up refuse to buy him Zima. But my wife is How like, cool. We're so cool. We don't drink Zima. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife was like, what's Zima? And I was like, you really? weren't cool in the 90s at all. <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade, the only fizzy. Yeah, it's, I don't know, Mike's Hard Lemonade, like, left a weird taste in the back of my throat. Okay. Beer doesn't? No. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Not like that. It does, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade leaves this weird scratchy thing in the back of my That's throat. That's lemon. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like lemon. It's the worst. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I like I liked school. I was in. Yep. Um, I th- it's nice to be back, actually. Just the break is finally over. I got to watch Gifted this week. I got to watch Manifest this week. Manifest was terrible, but it's always terrible. Uh, Gifted was really good. Um, I wish I had the time to hate watch shit. Really <laughs> do. It's not all it's cracked up to be, but it's fun. <laughs> it's worth it's It's Got its own merits. But it's like you and Eli are constantly like talking about shows that you hate watch. And I'm like... Tomorrow is going to be a great day for TV because Brooklyn Nine-Nine was, is back tonight. And Good Place is back tonight. So those will both be on Hulu tomorrow. Yeah, that's when it really and, comes back for me. <laughs> uh, the Flash is on tonight. So that'll be available on the CW app tomorrow. And the CW app website, like streaming website, by the way, um, a lot of websites have figured out how to get around ad blocker. And if you try to like play a video with ad blocker running, they'll be like, you have to turn your ad blocker off if you want to watch this. But CW has not figured that out. So the best way to watch a CW show is through their web through a web browser with an ad blocker and then you get no commercials and you just watch the episode straight through the cw app works and it's free which is cool but the ads are punishingly dense they're like the blocks are really long and there's a lot of them there's like the the same amount as a it would be on a television plus two extra. Oh, <laughs> I feel like maybe not. I might be exaggerating, I mean, but I'm also so used to no commercials whatsoever yeah. with Netflix and I have the commercial free version of Hulu. And so I can't speak for the, for like on a phone or on the computer, but I know on my Roku, the commercial breaks. So for like an episode of the flash, for example, it's typically 54 minutes which means you've got like nine minutes of commercials. Oh, that's a lot of commercials. But that's also like, that's what, like six minutes less than it would be on TV. It's the same amount of, and it's always like the same commercials at each break. So really it's like, you get to see this commercial, you know, five times and this commercial four times and this commercial five times and, Oh, the worst one I ever had. I it's when I go to watch like really bad grindhouse movies, I'll like go onto these. I have like this handful of really weird channels on Roku that I'll go to, that are just like specialize in like grindhouse kind of movies. 
and we went to watch Birdemic on one around Halloween, nice. and it did. It <laughs> when we finally turned it off was like it had seven straight ads that were going to run, and it says like one of seven, and it's like it's like a fucking. I'm trying to remember what it was, but I, f- I feel like it was like a lawyer ad, and like does this lawyer ad, and then it does two. It's a lawyer ad, and it does three, and it's like, it goes all the way up to seven. And then once it finishes the lawyer ad, the seventh time, seven straight times of watching the same ad, it freezes. And then it just won't reset. Oh, God. And then so I was like, ah, oh, God damn it. So I like, re- like I go out of it, go back into it. It goes to start again. And it's like one of seven, two of seven, three of seven, four of seven, five of seven, six of seven, seven of seven. It's all the same ad again. And then when it hits the seventh one, it pauses again. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> And then R, and I'll leave it at that. But I did finish Birdemic without having to see that goddamn commercial again. So, yay. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, so Alex Kurtzman, who's kind of in charge of all the Star Trek stuff for uh, for the CBS streaming app, uh, he was saying that for the Picard show, it uh, that Picard's life was radically altered by the dissolution of the Rom- Romulan Empire, and that's the bent of this show. So this is all that we got on this show, but that one sentence—that's interesting to me because the Romulan Empire folded. So what does that mean? Because isn't Star Trek usually a show that's sort of running with like the context of the times or something that just happened, and so they're commenting on it? Do you think maybe they're commenting on like, I don't know, like maybe it's going to be like a terrorist show. Maybe it's going to be a build the wall show. I don't know, but I'm I'm curious on like what that means. I think we need to know more about it before. Before we wildly speculate, this is the best to, time. I Carl. have no idea yeah. what it, I'm not a big Star Trek guy. I have not a lot to, pro, to, put forth i look forward to seeing picard be picard i want to see that that's all it's gonna look exactly the same <laughs> no he doesn't though. i mean just older but yeah. i mean i thought it's that not for like a long he was time. he's always been bald as long as yeah. he's been picard so it's like it's not a stretch yeah i thought he looked the same for a long time and then just last year frail. i looked at like now versus then skinnier. and like he was pretty virile then and he's yeah. not anymore <laughs> like he's just old now but yeah i just i'm interested because like the romulans are gone uh like i think they kind of beat the borg with the voyager stuff so it's did, like are they did they, are they ascended now what do you mean? Oh, sorry, that's Stargate. Never mind. <laughs> I knew you'd bring Stargate. In <laughs> it's the best one. The best star franchise. Yeah. <laughs> what about Star Search, Carl? That doesn't count. Neither does Battlestar Galactica. No, I think Star Search counts. <laughs> you star said it had Search, to have Star, star in the born. show. <laughs> star is born chris christopherson dude that's been a franchise longer than oh any my God, of them it has hasn't it it's the oldest star franchise because it's it's definitely a franchise there's four of them for fuck's yeah. sake yeah I, mean, I think it started around world war ii dorothy's in one dorothy yeah like uh from wizard of oz dorothy oh really yeah she's, she's in, in the first one i didn't know or that or the second one I only She's in kn- one of them. I yeah. only know about the new one and the Chris Christopherson, Barbara Streisand one, but I know it was a movie before that too. What's that girl's name? 
Uh, Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Yeah. yeah. Like there are diehard Judy Garland fans that would like want to slap you for not acknowledging that star is born. They're probably old and frail like Picard and I'm not worried about it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> There's not a lot of people who ride and die for Dorothy Ju- anymore. Judy Garland's granddaughter. I'm not afraid of Judy Garland's granddaughter. She's probably old as fuck, too. (laughs) Not that old. Well, okay. Wizard of Oz came out in the 30s, right? Yeah, so she was... I'm talking granddaughter. Most likely she had a kid when she was 20, right? So that's like the... Well, maybe not. We're just so like... That's like the 40s. Yeah, we're talking about a a woman born in the 60s, probably. (laughs) I'm not worried about it. I think your math is way off. Why? Her granddaughter could be in her 50s. (laughs) (laughs) Still not worried about it. You think you could take a fifty-year-old woman? They can be tough at fifty. I'm, their lives—they're—they're middle-aged to fifty. I'm betting there's a handful of women in their fifties I couldn't take, but I think most of them I could probably take. I'm pretty <laughs> I bet, big. I bet Judy Garland's grand granddaughter would kick your ass. <laughs> we don't even know she's got a granddaughter. She might just have grandsons who don't care, or who are sick of hearing about the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Judy Garland's granddaughter. Are you actually looking this up? <laughs> Are you doing a Google image, image what search? What else is there to talk about? <laughs> uh, John Lasseter was hired by Skydance Animation, uh, which is a new wing they're doing from this production company that's put out the new Star Trek movies and Mission Impossible movies, as well as Terminator Genesis and Geostorm! Oh, yeah. uh, yeah, so fuck that company is what I'm getting at. Great pedigree there. Yeah. So if for those who don't remember, John Lasseter was with Pixar. He was the one that ran Pixar for a really long time. And uh he got let go a little bit before Coco came out, I think. I think it was Coco. That but, sounds right. Yeah, because he was acting inappropriately around women. And so they gave this big press conference where they were talking about second chances and all this shit. And then the Time's Up movement responded by saying that um, they didn't know when the appropriate time for people to return to the spotlight was. But they said that you had to make amends to people and be remorseful. And they like listed all the stuff. And they said, John Lasseter has done none of that. So, yeah. I, I think that's kind of a strong uh, opinion that I agree with. But like I haven't heard him very apologetic in the press of you. Yeah, you know if uh, no, I definitely haven't heard it. But you know, um, if you're going to like, you know, get get your second win, doing absolutely nothing is definitely not the way to go about it. Yeah, I guess you can write a letter where you never apologize, like Louis C.K. Right. <laughs> I guess. Seems to be working for him. Oh, I was just reading an article today that a club or a comedy club in Denver actually axed him from their lineup. He was scheduled? I don't know if... Actually, I'm not sure if he was scheduled and they kicked him off or just said, uh, go fuck yourself. I like that either way. 
Yeah, they said, no, you're not performing here. I also like Either even way. more the idea that like a comedy club could never get Louis C.K. And they're just like, yeah, we're just going to make a big news story by like telling him he can't play in our club. That'd be like free press. Hey, I'm just saying this right now. Okay. I, you know, if people are listening or whatever, I just, I just want it to be known. Louis C.K. Not welcome on the podcast. Why are we still talking about that guy? We're not, because he's oh. not welcome on the podcast, Ugh. Carl. I'm just making it clear that he's not welcome Good. on this show. Judy Garland now is a granddaughter. Now wait for the hits to roll in. <laughs> <laughs> Did We're going to beatbox off his battle, damn it. <laughs> Did you know that Liza Minnelli is Judy Garland's daughter? Yes. She doesn't have any children, but she has yes. a half-sister. She has a half-sister named Lorna Luft, who is the daughter of Judy Garland. And she... This is Judy Garland's daughter. Is she 80 years young? <laughs> Judy Garland's daughter is is only 66. Okay. So apparently her she has two children. And uh, she married her first husband in 1977 and divorced him in 1993. So she probably had one or both of her kids in between those that period so we're making judy some garland's here, grandchildren you're making the same kind of assumptions no, judy garland's making. grandchildren are like around 30 to 40 years old that's just the facts that's not the fact it is well they're not 80 <laughs> they're definitely assuming, not 80 you're assuming that she had kids with the husband i'm saying that, that they had them while they were married i'm saying that I'm just saying, that doesn't sound like she's a very only, 90s thing to me. She's only 66. She couldn't have an 80-year-old kid. So, <laughs> Judy Garland's granddaughter is not in her 80s. She's only in, like, her 30s or I'm 40s. I'm still not worried you about could, that. You're the same age. She's going to kick the crap out of you, man. Nope. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just making another <laughs> pronouncement here. Uh, Judy Garland's granddaughter is not welcome on this podcast. <laughs> Man, what'd they do to you? I'm, I'm, Only 90s kids will understand. <laughs> She's a 90s kid. She'll get it. <laughs> well, then good. She won't show up. I'm going to bring her on as a Click surprise guest. Click to find guest. out more. She's, apparently, they don't want... They they shun uh, they shun public life. But I don't think this podcast counts as that. So <laughs> I could probably convince her. I could probably out, convince them to come We reach out on. to tens of people. I don't even know if they're boys or girls, the grandchildren. It doesn't say. It just says two children, no names even given. They sh- they stay completely out of the spotlight. They have a really famous... So they're like assassins. Aunt. They have famous and yeah, aunt and grandmother. Oh, talking about Liza Minnelli? Yeah. 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 She has no children. Yeah. That's because Arthur's her baby, dude. Was that... What was that? That was what? one of the greatest comedies ever made. A movie? Yeah. With it's Dudley Moore. With Dudley yeah, Moore but she and Liza made Minnelli. That really early in her career. I don't care. It's, like, great. It's got Christopher Cross. When but once you, it's done, like... Arthur's theme is the name of the song. <laughs> When you're stuck between the moon and New York Okay, but if making... If a movie is going to be a metaphor for a baby, then... I know it's crazy, but it's true. When the movie gets released is when the baby has grown up and moved out of the house. Like, the making of the movie is the raising of the child part. 
Is and that then when you release the new it, version of Arthur? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm like, confused. How could she be? Where does Arthur two on the rocks fit into this? <laughs> That's <laughs> her. Hmm. What I like about this was instead of getting flustered, you looked very thoughtful while you're figuring this out. Well, I mean, I. <laughs> We're, going, we're figuring it out as we go, right? I think Arthur's two, Arthur 2 is her abortion. <laughs> that movie is terrible. Arthur's not drunk anymore. Nobody wants to see Silver Arthur. Oh, yeah, Arthur. that was bad. Yeah. That's also the misstep that the remake made, was they incorporated elements of Arthur 2 into it. That's not what's fun about Arthur. No, I, okay, this is... And I'm alone on this. <laughs> Most people do not like Arthur anymore. But like what made I like the original Arthur. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. So I'm with my people. But what, what, eh, maybe fifty percent. <laughs> what made the original Arthur great is that you have a drunk and an unabat like an unapologetic thief, and they fall in love with each other. But like that's it. There's no growing. There's no learning. Like they just fall in love with each other. And like Arthur gets to be this like jackass drunk the whole time because he's rich. Yeah, but he's even willing to give up like his money for like a his woman B to stay drunk because <laughs> he's not he's never going to stop being an embarrassment. But that's what I like is like it's a character study of these people, but they are who they are. They feel like real people. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have this epiphany at the end of the movie other than, like, they're in love. That's all that it is. And I love that. What am I looking at? My notification. Oh, Future Man two, Future Man Season 2 just dropped. Oh, I'm excited. That's exciting. I'm so glad I'm not doing my TV podcast this week. I'm going to watch an episode or two of that. <laughs> we just have one left to go, so... But I put it on the back burner for a couple weeks. I saw that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I texted you. I'd, I'd hope you'd see it. <laughs> You're on the show. Right? <laughs> a third of the show. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, god damn, we went off on a tangent. Okay, let me back this up and figure out where we were coming from. So we were talking about Arthur, because we were talking about Liza Minnelli, because I was talking about how I could kick. Judy Garland's, Judy Garland's granddaughter's ass because I insulted Judy Garland, which Judy Garland came up because Wizard of, Wizard of Oz and no, it was uh, she was in a Star Is Born. Oh, that's right, and we brought a Star Is Born because I said Star Search was the best Star. And we franchise. started with Star Tr- Star Trek. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> We went from Star like Trek a, to Arthur. It's like a weird version. It's like a weird version of the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Arthur is the best star franchise. <laughs> you saw it? We did it in Six Degrees, dude. <laughs> I didn't have to beat up anybody on the way. Didn't we have like Louis C.K. being banned from the podcast somewhere in the middle of that, too? That was just a sidebar and just <laughs> fuck you, Louis C.K. We like backed up very, very quickly from that. All right. Um, oh, we were actually talking about John Lasseter. 
but they produced the Star Trek movie. But, That's yeah. But we were going off the Julie Garden, like we went and then backtracked to another. Yeah, I'm just saying topic. we missed the step. <laughs> we missed the step there. Uh, so the Oscars. Kevin Hart has been like beating a drum right now that he should be the host of the Oscars, but they've announced they are going to go no host. No, he flat out refused to like go any further with the Oscars. No, he's, I saw the interview that he gave two couple days ago. Okay. Then he also gave another interview when they asked him who sh- should host the Oscars. And he said me and like got really upset. Um, He's done like a couple of interviews in the last couple of days, so I, I guess I summed it up off of the one that I saw. But he's been he's been talking. Doesn't matter. They're going with no host for the Oscars, so I think this is going to be positive. I do because you know who gives a shit about the host? Nobody. You know it would be a great host. Waldorf and Statler. <laughs> I've heard this theory already. <laughs> Just have them jeer at everybody on the stage. I mean, th- wouldn't that be entertaining to watch, though? Yeah, I, I mean, maybe. It depends. Disney's kind of lost their fastball with the Muppets lately, I feel like. <laughs> Who's voicing them? I mean, yeah, Henson's Workshop did make that Happy Time Murders movie, after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've, they've fallen quite a ways from... Uh, Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. <laughs> well, I mean, they're making a and the new old Muppet Dark movies Crystal. that are good. Somebody was relating a story recently about one of their favorite things they ever got to do as an actor was listen to the puppeteers that play Waldorf and Statler talk about behind the scenes as in the voices of their characters about how uncomfortable the puppets in the dark crystal were to operate and to, to work. I think that two of the Skeksis are voiced by Waldorf and Statler. Yeah. That one's probably. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of the same people that Henson used over and over again. Right. I mean, you had to be, there can't be a big pool of master puppeteers. No, no, there's probably not. Especially in, you know, even back then, but especially now. Um, it might be more widespread now than it was back then. What I like about their not having a host for the Oscars, and this is my sincere hope, dude. Shorter show? That would be preferable. Because I they're not it. like, maybe we can cut out the song and dance number that nobody gives a shit about at the beginning of the of the show. But they're that, still that doing. But they're still minutes. doing something, and it's gonna be terrible. Still, I just, I don't need all the pomp and circumstance around the Oscars. I just want to know who the winners are, <laughs> and I want to hear the speeches, and that's it. Like I really, I don't want to hear the the musical numbers in between. But I get that if you're up for best song, I understand that, so I will allow that. But I'll allow it. Yeah, but it's like. Like, they always do, like, a tribute to Hollywood, like, every year. Like, how many fucking tributes to Hollywood do you need? The whole fucking the whole, show is a tribute to yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, that's the whole point. So that's why do you have... Because they have to shove it in your face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I honestly, my favorite thing about all any award shows, period, are 
when if if Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are hosting, yeah, but I'm, they won't do it. I'm in, which means there, I will just go back and watch the old Golden Globes where they hosted. They hosted three years in a row, and you can watch it on you, their opening monologue on YouTube, and it's like watching an episode of a TV show, and it's hilarious. And then I'll go watch the Independent Spirit Award opening monologue of Mick Kroll and John Mulaney because those guys are an amazing hosting pair as well. Like, I don't even need to watch any new awards. I'll just watch the old yeah. ones on YouTube and say forget it. I don't think that the award shows ever reflect anything real. It's all too... Um, there's like a whole lobbying aspect to it where for your consideration and, you know, people, they bribe the voters and it's not a real indication of film quality whatsoever. Yeah, it's but not I real. Love it. I love it because it's a fun horse race to watch. <laughs> I just, I, it holds no, and that's all it is. Even you even see like, <laughs> yeah, it's but one it's, of those, it's more like a boxing match where both of the fighters are managed by Don King. If it's yeah. anything, <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. If it's anything, it's, it's one of those things. You know what I love? Wrestling entertainment. You know what I love about like the best picture race it's in particular scripted. is like when the one that I liked wins. Whenever I'm trying to convince somebody to watch that, I'll be like, dude, it won Best Picture. Or it got nominated for Best Picture. And then if it's something I hate, I'm like, I can't believe they fucking nominated. And I'll use that as like a hammer over the head for that movie every time I talk about it. See, I love it. It's a fun shorthand for me, and I use it both ways. I, I like to use the bad examples as a reason why the award shows themselves are a waste of time. Like, Yeah, I'm down with the that. The Oscars are <laughs> terrible. They gave an Oscar to 3-6 Mafia. I'll never <laughs> stop. Suicide that Squad up. got a fucking Oscar. Well, that's see, and that's the other thing is terrible movies get Oscars because sometimes they legitimately have good special effects or costuming or makeup, Uh-oh. and that stuff deserves to be acknowledged. Carl's a I don't Squad think Suicide Squad. No, I, <laughs> I don't think Suicide Squad has a good uh, aesthetic. I don't like it. It feels like dime store uh, hot topic a little bit. You know, when you've got the guys from DeAntward accusing the director of ripping off their style for his film aesthetic, like, it's all just garbage. That's just all garbage to me. I don't like it. But that doesn't mean that the people that, like, can recognize it as quality work as a representation of what it is. You know, I'm just saying... Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of E.T., but God damn, if that's a good puppet, you know? So, you know, that's a bad example of a bad movie because it's not a bad movie, but like, you have to respect that's one special effects. super well. You have to respect special effects and costuming and thing independent of the rest of the movie. Those people deserve acclaim. You know, that's the one thing I wish that they would, we would give less credit to the movies, like the movie stars. Who cares? I don't care about, I want, would like to know more about the people that are actually, you know, making the movie. 
You know, we should be putting way more, giving way more attention to the cinematographers and the writers. They get an Oscar. They get an Oscar too. But Two I different mean, kinds but, of writers, dude. There's adapted screenplay and there's, <laughs> there's the one for the screen. But they should be putting more, like instead of doing uh, the the dance number, mm-hmm. they should be like, this is what this guy's doing. You know, that's what they do when they read off the card. They Ugh. go, "Cinematography is a." <laughs> you know? I'm talking. You have, turn you that have, into a full. But you have like Anne Hathaway bit. read the thing. Full produced bit right there, not just a cue card. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do yeah. that instead. I would be interested in your Teach Os- us something. like your Oscars if they were just like, all right, Carl Borman, you're running the Oscars. Go. My my categories, like what categories would I pick? Like whatever you want to do for the show. Uh, You're like, oh god, there's so much. I would hire Scott so Ackerman as lead writer. <laughs> Scott, Scott Ackerman hosts the Oscars with Jason Manzukis <laughs> and Paul F. Tompkins. I'd just hire Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, you can <laughs> to do the whole to Oscars. do the whole Oscars. Oh my god, that would be the best Oscars of they all did, time. They did this really funny bit. Uh, I started listening to Comedy Bang Bang. I guess it was like last fall and was like catching up on a bunch of old ones that, that were on the feed. And uh, they did this really funny bit where, um, uh, who was the guy who played Winston Churchill who won? Uh, Christian Bale. No, <laughs> no, not Christian Bale. Uh, Wasn't he Winston Churchill? Oldman. Yeah, Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Yeah. <laughs> so they did this bit on the show where they had like Winston Churchill on the show. But it was supposed to be, like, Gary Oldman doing Winston Churchill, but he refused to, like, (laughs) slip out of character until he won an Oscar. And he, like, never breaks character, but every now and again, like, sort of acknowledges slightly. (laughs) But it was just fucking funny. It was, like, this dude blustering and yelling for an entire podcast of Winston Churchill. And I listened to that, and I was like... So does this guy get to win an Oscar too? Because I can do that. It's not hard to do Winston Churchill. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, it just infuriates me Gary that Oldman. that's all it took for him to win an Oscar. Yeah. Like he had all these great movies before and then he's just like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to pretend like I'm the prime minister of England for a movie <laughs> and let everybody know I'm ready for my Oscar now. He should have gotten it a long time ago, though. Yeah. He should have gotten it for Leon the Professional. He could have gotten it for even just so many things. I had given it to him just for his little bit. (laughs) I had given it to him for his little bit part in in True Romance. Just the fact that most people don't even know he's British. Or not British, Scottish. Or (laughs) what is he, Irish? I don't know. He's he's some European... I know that according to friends, he spits a lot when he talks. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a whole episode where Joey gets a gig acting opposite Gary Oldman. Joey from Friends? Yeah, the character of Joey in okay. the episode Friends. Okay. Who he is an actor. He usually is yeah. just in like soap I'm operas. familiar with the show Friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole gang is there. I, when you said Central from Friends, I thought shop. you meant like Friends of Gary Oldman at first, and so it threw me what? for a loop. No, I'm talking about yeah, the show. I got Jennifer you now. Christensen, <laughs> Christopher you. Aniston, Christopher Aniston, Ross Perot, um, 
Ross Perot? Isn't Ross that Perot was name? on that show. <laughs> no, I don't think Ross so. and Rachel. Ross Perot it's and Ross Rachel. Geller. Yeah, yeah. David cool. Allen Greer. <laughs> <laughs> Could I be any more on in living color? God, I, ugh. That that's the joke that's aged the worst, right? Like the Chandler, can I be blah blah blah? Like catchphrase yeah. comedy has kind of died. I feel like mm. I don't know. Maybe it's just something only nineties uh, no, kids no, will understand. Still, that's my new catchphrase, y'all. <laughs> we'll have fun with that. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely catchphrases are definitely still a thing, but uh, they're not. They're think not about like popular comedy like, anymore. Uh, Archer uses catchphrases. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine uses catchphrases. What's their catchphrase? Uh, whenever Peralta is really uncomfortable, he starts going cool, That's a catchphrase because he does it a lot. That's a terrible catchphrase, dude. It's just it's an awkward tick thing that he does. Like I'm saying that that's what catchphrases sound like now. They're they're based they're references to things you know to in character references. I was Bing Pot Bing Pot. You won't understand what Bing Pot is, but if you watch the show, you'd get what Bing Pot meant, and it's really funny. And it's a good <laughs> catchphrase. You think maybe only nineties uh, kids will understand? I think you'd have twenty. Quit trying to make it a thing. It's I not think, a thing. I think twenty ten <laughs> kids. Twenty tens kids would understand it better. And I'm referring to myself as name. that because I'm good name still a them. child at heart, so I'm a 2010s kid. We don't have a good name for them yet. <laughs> that's that's one thing I'd like. I okay, this is insane, and I recognize it's insane. Just first off, but like, I seriously worried about what kids like in the 2000s would be called when I was younger, because I was like. There's 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. What the fuck do we call these people? And now I know it's millennials, but... Aughts. <laughs> the aughts. The aughts. The well, I mean, because they used to, like, do, like, when they had 1900, it was, like, 1903. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but that sounds like something that, like... A British person would scream out at kids before dumping his chamber pot. (laughs) Get out of here, you oughts. (laughs) You bloody oughts, get out of there. I just went Australian, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You did something. I think that was your Gary Oldman. (laughs) (laughs) Only 90s kids will understand. Okay, so Jack Schaefer. You know, I think... I think the 90s kids are calling and they want their joke back. Could they're not calling. They text. I, they're IMing me on ICQ. <coughs> I don't know what ICQ is. Oh, what? A chat. It was a messaging, it was what a do messaging you mean, what? program. I don't know what the fuck that is. What was it? It was like a... It's just messaging. It's like AOL early is the messenger. Yeah. Like there was another one. It was ICQ. Oh, the, that's I the only, one I, I used to I uh, hit that girl up in Butte that we went to in that <laughs> yeah. awful, awful party. Have we ever talked about that on this podcast? I'm sure we have. We used to talk about it again. It's probably not on the feed anymore. <laughs> I think ICQ was the closest I ever got to getting catfished when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine Do you want to half tell the that people. Story? I'm just saying I can't imagine half the people I talked to on ICQ were like, 
who they said they were. That's all. I'm not sure I was who I was. I said I was half the so time on that shit. It's funny because you, you could say just that. like connect with completely random people. You yeah. click a button and connect to a random. Oh, I just talk to and people like always Brazil start, and you'd start. You'd always start with a slash s slash asl age, sex, location. Right. And you know when, of course, sex by sex you meant gender, but sometimes you would just put like, "Don't mind if I do" or something like that. Yeah, I was pretty in, good at it. I was did this instant <laughs> messenger, so this is all familiar, but I just didn't do it that way. But uh, yeah, we and so, it was the letters I C Q, but right. it sounds like I seek you. Oh. Get it? Yeah, yeah. Back when I'm not going to say my catchphrase. I'm like trying so hard it wants to slip out of my mouth. <laughs> This is kids like, will understand. This is only... <laughs> yeah, you called it back. Only internet kids would understand. <laughs> so, Brandon, when we were... Were we 18? No, we were legal. Like, to we were 21? <laughs> yeah, I was legal to drink when we went down there. Okay. Because... I feel like we stopped at a bar or picked up booze. No, 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 no. Cause she had like a full bar at her house. Yeah. But we like totally left that shit. <laughs> yeah. We like, Dude, there, we could have so got so funny. fucking drunk. It was so was funny. Like, Cause she like invited us to this party in Butte. And so we drive all the way to Butte, but the whole time we're like driving up, I'm like, do you think this is real? Brandon's like, I don't know. I'm like, what if the, it's just a dude with a shotgun looking to jack us. And so like, I think we like locked our wallets in your car and stuff. And like, we were just like really not trusting this. And we show up and it's a really big house and it's a, it's a girl. It's, what she said she was like throwing a party with a couple of friends, but it was just weird and lame, but they had a full bar, like a literal bar built in their basement. Like, yeah, with bottles and everything. Like it it looked like you could charge there. You know what I mean? Like it it was a full on bar. And uh, she was like, yeah, go ahead and mix a drink. And me and Brandon just stood there. Like we were there for like, what? 15 minutes tops. I think we like had like, a whiskey each and we're like let's get the fuck out of here yeah like, we just, like i gotta go get my pool because they had like a pool table and shit and i'm like i gotta get my pool cue out of my truck and we're like hop in the truck and just like burn rubber down the road like we gotta get the fuck out of here the fuck were we expecting that was so much better than what we were expecting yeah like why did but we it, do that? Why did we n- drive to Butte of all places? Like because it do- was like a Thursday night and there was nothing going <laughs> yeah. on. I was like, eh, if nothing else, we have a road trip down to Butte. It was just like the expectations were so fucking dumb because it was exactly what was presented to us, which is why we drove down there. And then it was just like we gave it fifteen minutes, dude. There could have been like twenty five people that walked in the door an hour later. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think that actually happened. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. But it was just like... If we were worried about getting mugged the whole time and all this shit, like, I don't know what we were even expecting and why we even did that, but I guess that's just being young. You get so fucking bored. I had a decent chat with her on ICQ before that, so... Yeah? I mean, enough to drive 60 miles to Butte. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, all right. (laughs) Like, I was just there. <clears throat> probably talking with your brother about super nerdy things 
probably giving him shit about synthesizers, which is the irony of all ironies. You listen to a lot of techno music, and so just because I knew it bothered him, I used to make fun of his music all the time and like talk about it wasn't a real instrument and shit. Now I like played synthesizer all the time. <laughs> the irony of all ironies, dude. Yeah. Well, let's see. What else we got on the list here? Uh, yeah. So Jacques or Jack, I don't know. I'm assuming it's Jacques because it's J-A-C. Uh, Jacques Schaefer, writer of Captain Marvel and Black Widow, was hired to be the showrunner of, of uh, uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. So that's a thing that's happening now. So I think that's probably a good sign for Captain Marvel was more what I was going to get at because they just hired the writer of Captain Marvel to show run something for oh. so that probably means they have faith in it right yeah well Brie uh, Larson's pretty great yeah I actually just watched her in uh, two episodes of The League that where she played an au pair and uh, boy I remember talking amazing. about the au pair but I can't remember anything au pair <laughs> Was that for Chalupa Batman? That's way, that comes way later. No, uh, that's Kevin and Jenny's second child is Chalupa Batman. This is Ruxin's au pair. And, so for people uh, who don't know, the, uh, Kevin swore that if, he, what was it, if he didn't win the league or it something? It was a bet. They, they used, Whoever won got the, to name his son. They constantly use the fantasy football league that they have going to make outrageous bets with each other that will mess with their personal lives it's really just all about tormenting each other <laughs> it really the is dude. <laughs> using the, the league as the, an excuse to be awful people to each other the pilot episode has a birthday party with like kevin's kid mm -hmm. and like his friends are all over having a beer and they're just talking about how <laughs> lame it is and they're like well you're going to be interested in the sack race and they're like why is that and they're like because they each have numbers on the back of their sack, and that's our draft order. And so they're, like, <laughs> screaming at the kids, trying to get, get up, get up, you fat little shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I miss that show, dude. It was so good. It was so fun. Everybody on that show was really fun. And, like, Mark Duplass was, like, I only knew him from that show forever. And then I find out, yeah, he's like a director and a producer. And he does like really weird indie stuff all the time. Yeah, he's done some pretty good stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> there's there's an episode that I just watched recently that I, this one line that keeps coming back to me with uh, Paul Shear's character, Andre. Mm -hmm. They just give him a hard time all the time. They're always giving him shit. And at one point they say to him like, yeah, every time Andre has sex with a girl, she kills herself. And his immediate response is, that only happened once. And it's like a week later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like his, every time they give him shit about something and it's like, well, that's obviously gotta be just, they're just giving him shit. It's like, he always says something like that. You know, he always, it's always real. And you're like, oh, God, you're a creepy bastard. Dude, they ended that show with him. He has a girlfriend that he's in love with and she's, she's allergic pregnant. to his kind. Oh, I forgot. Oh, God. It's not she's his She's pregnant kid. with somebody else's kid. Whose kid was it? Was it like? It's Pete's kid. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, Pete's kid. And, like, they all decide to not tell him because, like, he's 
in love and they don't want to destroy him. But then it cuts ahead to 18 him years in the a, future. Yeah, as a teenager. And then when the kid's like having his 18th birthday, they Didn't like... Didn't Roxanne tell him? Like, they like recorded a video. There was like a pre-recorded <laughs> video that they've been saving for this whole time. <laughs> like it's still just a pr- part of a prank on Andre. The long God, con. They just the, he like raised the kid and they're like laughing and stuff and the kid is like bawling. You just see Andre looking really sad. That's how they ended the series, dude. <laughs> it, one of Andre's relationships ends because she's allergic to his cum. Yeah, like yeah. when it touches her skin, she breaks out in hives, and it she could it could literally kill her. Like that's the kind of horrible stuff Andre has to deal with. <laughs> Oh, they're all so funny though. I'm gonna put up the topics that like I put down for the descriptions, but like that is not an accurate like depiction of what this podcast <laughs> will be at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it funny. A weird place. It's just a jumping off point to talk about Andre's jizz. So I have friends. <laughs> I have some friends of mine that uh, watch shows like The League, and it's always sunny. Primarily, it's always sunny. And they won't watch anything that's too tame, right? Mm-hmm. And then I've got friends like my boss at the Bagel Company who uh, can't watch shows like The League or It's Always Sunny because they're too just mean. it's too crude. But he loves yeah. loves shows like The Goldbergs, and uh, it's funny that I'm just like watching all of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, like I, I can, and, and you know, I don't like shows like I don't know. I don't know, like these soup. I feel too manipulated a lot with shows like This Is Us. I don't like that kind of stuff. The critic, the stuff that's too critically acclaimed. I'll never watch like 24, you know? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I just didn't like the idea of 24 as soon as I heard it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, that was a show that like everybody was fucking watching. Dude, I, when it came out, um, it was, I think it was like around September 11th. Like it was, I think it was a response to September 11th. No, later it was, but like I was, I was in Oregon when September 11th went down and, uh, it was, it would have clearly already been recorded. You know what I mean? Like they had already done it, but it came out right after that. And it was one of those things where my mom was like, really into it and kept trying to sell me on the show like with every episode and i'd be really nice but i just did not want to watch 24 like every fiber of my being was like i do not want to watch 24 and uh i she eventually dropped off i think because i got really conservative but yeah yeah i i just yeah it wasn't anything i was going to jump into but in terms of comedy i love all sorts of comedies as long as it's funny and I, I'm not like the gatekeeper of what's funny, but if it makes me laugh, then I'll watch it. But I know what you're saying about like the people who are like, they like really edgy comedies because it's like, and they only like edgy comedies because it's like, it's almost like a badge of honor with some of these people like, oh yeah, it's got to be this kind of humor. It's the only kind of humor I like. And then there's people like, and I love my dad, but uh, Brandon and I keep bumping up against this thing where like he doesn't like anything mean anymore. It's like, <laughs> dude, you're like cutting out the majority of funny comedies. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like something that's mean. Like, comedy tends to be pretty mean. Yeah, there's a re- like in Seinfeld when they made Seinfeld, they found in an episode that like something could work out okay for Jerry. 
And they were like, that's really surprising because like usually things have to go very badly for the main character in comedy just as a rule. And uh, they were like, wow, we can actually have something good happen to this character. But it's a rule because that's what most comedies are like. Like, comedy tends to be kind of mean. You know, I I don't know. Actually, what I think it is, I think that casts used to be a little bit more balanced when it came to different archetypes. And I think that over time, a certain number of shows have broken out in popularity where the balance is skewed heavily to one side like in it's always sunny everybody's on one end of the scale they're all mean yeah right and uh you've got like say community pierce is mean troy's not mean at all you know troy's a sweetheart you know um and then you've got your characters like jeff that you know go back and forth you're sam Sam's a really great guy, but he can be kind of an ass. Yeah, he goes back and forth, you know. But, like, uh, Cliff is, and I'm using cheers because it's how I'm I'm speaking your language. (laughs) I don't even want to. I appreciate it, dude. Uh, Cliff is, like, he's a blowhard, so he's, he's flawed, but he's not mean. He's a sweet guy. You're right. He is almost never mean yeah every now and then he'll do something mean but and very uh, rarely. shows but then like, you got like real Rhea perlman who's definitely mean <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and she's mean and like uh would you say i i wouldn't say that uh like uh fraser is he's condescending oh, but dude, he's not he's mean yeah, yeah, he's mean. Yeah. He's a snob. Him, him and Niles are like the biggest snobs. Especially on Frasier. They are like just super Frasier, dismissive. Frasier and is like Ugh. always the snob in Cheers. Like, like other yeah. than Diane. Like basically what happened was when Diane was on the show, he wasn't dialed up to like 10. He was like a four. Like he would occasionally get snobby. But like mostly he just wanted the camaraderie of the bar. And he'd be there for like the intellectual conversation, but actually explain it to people. And then once Diane left, they gave some of those attributes to Frazier. Yeah. Like he became yeah, yeah. more like, uh, but he was so fucking good at it. I mean, like, ultimately, I think that when you have like the really, truly great comedies of nowadays, there will be a healthy balance of mean and not mean like parks and rec i guess charlie's not really mean and usually. even like uh and in, it's always sunny, a lot right? of times it's there will be like a marriage uh, unless you're a leprechaun like if you, <laughs> it's true with parks or and rec waitress. you've got the perfect uh like april and andy on parks and rec april's super mean andy is like the nicest guy super of all docile. time um like it all kind of even on 30 rock they kind of when they finally gave Liz Lemon a boyfriend he's like a super nice dude and James he balanced out, yeah he balanced out her like uh <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> she dated bitches. Matt Damon for a while on the show too yeah he wasn't he wasn't nice though he enacted Skylaw <laughs> <laughs> martial law on the plane <laughs> Oh, that was good. That's a good show. That show is also very like hatefully. A lot of it is just completely nonsensical. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the the meanness on that was uh, just 
just like mindless arrogance of Tracy Jordan and the uh, what's her name uh, uh, the blonde girl that was Jenna. Jenna, Jenna. Thank you. Yeah, she was great. I uh, like her a lot. Jenna Maroney. We're slowly making our way through Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> like mm, the last she's season. She's good in that too. See, in that show, there's a show that has... Is it more... That's less mean than it is... Oh, dude, there's meanness in but it, it's, though. Like, Titus is Titus. mean all the time. And uh, Jenna is, like, callously mean and all the time. And I would say Carol Kane is pretty mean, too. Yeah. Oh. But Kimmy's really the only one who's not mean. She's super upbeat. <laughs> yeah. She's the opposite of mean. No, she is like... And Kenneth, like Kenneth on 30 Rock, he's the nicest guy ever. He's yeah. also immortal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, I love that that is, a, is canon from the final episode. Yeah, and Alec Baldwin's character was uh, was the only one who was onto it from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that like the really good comedies, they get it right. It's not... there. You know, the meanness isn't absent from it, but it's definitely not like... Yeah, and I'm not saying to to dovetail back on what we're talking about. It's not that all comedy is mean. It's just that like there's a lot of meanness in comedy. And don't shy away from it. Don't don't yeah. like pretend like and it I, doesn't exist. Yeah, I just I kind of hate the whole idea of like, well, I I don't like mean things. So I'm not. So what it is? It. So like, like the way Brooklyn Nine Nine uses meanness is. All of the characters on that show are likable. They all have a positive, ultimately have positive relationships with each other. But occasionally they're like frustrated or they're stressed out because of the obstacles in their lives. And they like lash out at each other. And it's funny. Like there's one episode I just watched where uh, three of the characters are doing a diet together. And uh, like it's Amy is struggling with it particularly. And she's like she starts just screaming at one of the other uh, detectives and saying these horrible things. Like, I hope you have aneurysm after aneurysm after aneurysm. And Terry's grabbed, like picking her up and carrying her off going like, she's just having high, some hypoglycemic rage, you know? And so she's being mean, but it's because she's not being herself. And it, and it works really well because I mean, you can't just, but then like there's Gina Linetti, you know, Chelsea Peretti's character. And she's just, she's just awful all the time. She, but her, her character is, is supposed to be like that. And she also like has a certain amount of heart in her own right. You know, she gives people a hard time, but it, it's almost always, you know, coming from a good place and not from a mean for meanness sake. Right. You know, it's never really like that. There's heart at the center of all of it. It's why like the meanness in Goldberg's works, like when when Murray calls his kids morons, it's not it doesn't feel hate filled, it feels loving. He hasn't you know? even done that for such a long time. But, I swear. Like he used to he, do it so much early in the show he and went I off feel like multiple times to Adam in the newest episode about how his stuff was his stupid comedies was stupid. Yeah. But I don't think he called him a moron. He didn't call him a moron, but yeah, he did say they've, stupid they've multiple times. They've walked back the moron thing, and they've walked back to him not wearing pants thing, too. Because that was like two things that were a mainstay in the show in the first couple of seasons was like, 
Every time he comes in the house, he takes off his pants and goes sits in his chair, and he calls everybody a moron, and they've kind of gone away from that. And it's fine. Like, jokes can get old, so then you just, like, occasionally bring them out. I would like to see a supercut of him calling people morons in that show. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. It's probably a lot of them. I do like that they every episode they do a supercut now. Have you noticed that? Like every episode of the Goldbergs, they like have a moment where they'll say like, I never said that. And then they'll show like 25 instances where they said that over the course of a series. <laughs> Arrested Development was really good that way. Yeah. Where they're just like, somebody would say something like, uh, Tobias would be like, when did I ever say anything gay? And they said like 50 seconds earlier, walks in the room like this super exuberant. <laughs> You're like, oh, you forgot that in the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tobias. Hey, I've been rewatching Game of Thrones. I got to ask you something because we just watched The Red Wedding, uh, I think last night. Oof. And. and- Oh, it's fine. I mean, you know it's coming. It's not so bad. You know what I mean? Like, I know the end game for everybody, so it's like, it's not a big deal, but... I mean, but, it's still pretty bloody. I've been thinking more and more about when, uh... What's-her-face, the assassin girl, um... Araya? Yeah, Araya. When she goes to, to the death temple, essentially... The when, house of two faces? Does she ever tell him, not today? Mm, I don't think so. That's a missed opportunity. I'm going to watch carefully and listen for that line because there's something about th- that in the first season that didn't pop with me before that like now oh, when it I watch totally, it, it's like, one of my I, favorite that was, lines. That was great. Like, it, What did it say? Not today. Yeah, so I'm kind of hoping that she says I that. I don't think it ever comes back. But she essentially does that. Like She goes there and then decides, yeah, not today. <laughs> you know what I mean? She goes... She keeps going on her own personal murder, murderous rampage. So, ah, I love that show, dude. I love that show. It's so good. It's so good. It's so awful, too, but it's so great. <laughs> Watching Jamie Lannister lose his hand and just fucking have to carry it around on his fucking neck. <laughs> it's just the worst, dude. It really does feel like medieval shit from what I understand. Like, all the awful tortures they would do to people. In medieval times, it seems very fitting for those type of dirty, awful people. But we're probably rambling on here, so maybe we should wrap. We've this been up. rambling the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is one of our better episodes, but worse ramblings. I think. <laughs> I do think we're better when we ramble. <laughs> By the way, that shirt, dude. You could fucking wear that on a dock and a ship will never hit the rocks. <laughs> like I'm just saying. You act like it's really loud. It's pretty loud. It's pretty dude. loud. Dude. <laughs> it's like a baby uh, bird blue brightness. It's like a bright sunny sky day. <laughs> With like red and yellow would, popping. I think that shirt would kill a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's bright. Getting roasted over here. (laughs) We like the shirt. I love the shirt. I don't like the shirt. I mean, I'm wearing black, solid black, so what do I even have to talk about? I'm kind of wearing the same shit you're wearing in a way. 
it's like I'm like evil dimension Carl, but like we both have the beard. If you were wearing a stocking cap, I would never wear a stocking cap. They're yeah. too itchy. That's my wintertime apparel. It's not a blazer's cap. No, um, that's a sensitive subject. There you probably oh. are doing terribly. No, it's got nothing to do with that. They like, were sitting about eight seed right now. I had a really nice blazer cap that I got for Christmas, and I let my... Uh, or not for Christmas, but the Christmas before last, and I let my daughter wear it, and then she lost it and denied she ever had it. And then my red one just disappeared, and I'm like, where the fuck is my blazer cap? <laughs> yeah. It's a sensitive subject because bastard children. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want to murder my children. It's a sensitive subject. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. Well, it's probably a good place to quit, right? Any, any parting... <laughs> thoughts anybody has before we sign off uh, i just found out there's gonna be a mortal Kombat animated movie and oh. two of the main characters are voiced by joel McHale, who is on community and he did the soup for a long time you know oh yeah so he's probably gonna be johnny cage i'm guessing and he's in star girl which was my other and note. <laughs> uh the other biggest the second biggest name on the cast list so far is jennifer carpenter oh from dexter debbie on dexter the sister and she is pretty great but she will not get to swear as much as she did on dexter (laughs) i don't think you can swear as much as she did on she just dropped f-bombs every three words didn't she like yeah jesus christ that was the first thing i thought of when you mentioned her honestly (laughs) yes and then the second thing she'll probably be sonia sonia blade or whatever that chick's name is and then the second thing that occurred to me was that she oh, dated crazy. Michael C. Hall in real life and they were playing brother and sister and just how weird that is. It's like a backwards version of the White Stripes right? where they pretended to be brother and sister but were really a married couple. They pretended to be brother and sister? Yeah, I thought they were brother and sister for like three years and then found out that they, when I didn't find out that they were not brother and sister until they got divorced. And then I was like, they got what now? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, why wait. Would they, why would they get? <laughs> but let's back up. Did they really pretend to be brother and sister? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. They like none whatsoever. Oh, there's they, some strange don't, folk. Don't they look like brother and sister? No. I mean, look at them. <laughs> look at the early Okay, it's like the Maybe very it's first because Jack White's so They're emaciated both... now. I can't remember. Yeah, what you're he looking, used to look thinking like. about what he looks like now. Speaking of which, so I have a poll on Facebook, by the way, right now, which is, who do you confuse um, Kurt Russell for <laughs> more? <laughs> and you vote for either uh, Patrick Swayze or Jeff Bridges. Who is who do you mistake <clears throat> for Kurt Russell more? Now we've had a version of this, this stems, conversation before. This stems, and I gotta tell you, dude, I've never mistaken any of those no, three for any I of can't. those three. So but this is so this is the thing. Like I this stems from a argument that I had with my manager at the bagel company, Jessica, because she told me that she gets Kurt Russell and Jeff Bridges mixed up all the time, and I just could not believe that because but she gets them mixed up now mm-hmm. right and i don't see jeff bridges and kurt russell and 
or Patrick Swayze in my head as they are now. Like Jeff Bridges is the dude in my head, right? Uh-huh. So I'm never gonna mix mix him up with anybody so, else because he's the dude. I will but say, Kurt Russell. If you want to find an example of where you could potentially mix them up. I would say Guardians of the Galaxy no, no. to Kurt Russell there's with like crazy photo- heart Jeff there's Bridges. There's photographs of the two of them when they're both clean shaven, where they look very similar. Oh, and I was thinking when they're age. super gray beard. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the, See, this Kurt is, Russell in the new Christmas show. Like, it's I mean, back in the day, like Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing See, and I, Kurt Russell in Roadhouse. The blonde hair. No, 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 Kurt Russell's not in Roadhouse. I, Patrick Swayze's in Roadhouse. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I don't like. I don't think they look the same. I just forget which ones are in which movies. Like Patrick Swayze's in Escape from L.A. Right? <laughs> no, Kurt Russell. Damn it! <laughs> is this a real I, thing or is this a bit? I honestly can't remember which one of them is in Ghost. I honestly can't. Patrick Swayze. I thought it was Kurt Russell. God damn it. I seriously, I just never remember which one's in which wait, wait. movie. Let me throw you, Kurt Russell. Which one's in They Live? They Live? That's fucking Roddy Piper. You yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I'm a, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, oh, God damn. Hold on so a second. Far, Hold on a second. I cannot forget this. Uh, the poll ends in the four thing? days. The poll ends in four <laughs> days. And so far, uh, Patrick Swayze is crushing the living shit out of Jeff Bridges. But there's only like 12 votes. So get on my Facebook and vote. <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I saw it. I saw it. But I just, I've never. I've I guess never if I would have to, any of them. I, so. I haven't either. But I got to say, if I was to go off a of pure appearance, I would say it would be Kurt Russell and uh, uh, Jeff Bridges, just because yeah. of like thinking about Jessica yeah. posted a, fix- a picture on the poll that you can look at, and they do look shockingly alike. Yeah, they but just sound very different. For my that's part, like a thing too. For my part, that's not what I meant. I didn't mean who rese- physically resembles I which. Know. It's I know. which one do I mix? Do you vote. mix up? <laughs> and. You have to vote just for me so that she loses. <laughs> Wait, so is it Patrick Wait, Swayze? I'm Sam, to I know you're listening. Him. I'm not <laughs> trying to game this poll. Okay, you're not. Okay, I have to stop this now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sam McIntyre, back in when this show was in the teens, I think. He's been on, on here it. before. Yeah. Yeah. We miss you, buddy. Did a three part episode. Shout out to Sam. He's a regular listener. He, I know he is. He, He's probably yelled at his uh, his iPod or whatever uh, because we were stumbling over something. <laughs> Dude, he knew what we were t- he knew what we were trying to get at, but he I we can't hear you. You gotta come on, or we'll just keep stumbling, man. God, I remember I a really early episode <laughs> with him on it, like talking about Game of Thrones. Yep, yep. No, he knows I, his shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he was talking about the Song of Ice and Fire, and I remember not knowing what the hell he was talking about, but I'd seen Game of Thrones and just hadn't <laughs> put it together. But, uh, yeah, I can't remember. What, uh, oh, yeah, okay. I have to bring this up. Um, you know, we were going to wrap I, this up like 20 minutes ago. I know, but I have <laughs> no, to go bring ahead, this up. No, this isn't shit. like a topic to, to talk on, but uh, <laughs> I was on Movies with Wrestlers a couple of weeks ago on the finale, and I keep forgetting to plug it, and it's bad, because this is like the, the third or fourth show since that's aired. So, like, 
Fucking check out, you should be checking out Movies with Wrestlers anyway. It's a really entertaining podcast. You don't have to care about wrestlers. Who's the host? If you don't. Uh, my friend Eric Tootin. Eric Tootin. Hosted yeah, by for, Eric Tootin. Movies yeah. with Who's wrestlers. Who's been on uh, this ep- this show before? Yep, multiple times, I think. At, at least at least once. He was on Twice. the great Dexter debate. He was on the Dexter debate and sons. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, at least twice, if not more. I, I suspect he might have been on one or two more, but I'm not. Only Eric knows. <laughs> <laughs> only 90s kids know. <laughs> so I had to hit that word. But, yeah, I was on that episode. So if, if it's not enough to take my word to listen to it, I'm on an episode. But I was thinking about that because I fucked up and I was talking about they live and I meant to say the thing. And I just, or no, I said the thing and I meant to talk about they live and it was, it was unforgivable. So, and I just did it again. I mixed it up in the opposite way, but <laughs> that's what reminded me. So thank you for that, Carl. I keep meaning to put it in my notes to remind me and I keep forgetting. So <laughs> definitely check that out. Uh, and watch nothing but trouble with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, such a gross, Don't awful watch movie. That. I was, I'm awful. lying. <laughs> like if you like Dan Aykroyd with like uh, noses that look oh, like God. dicks, check out that movie. I guess the best part of that movie though was the uh, Digital Underground had a cameo in it. Did they? Yeah, they uh, go before the judge and they get killed. They get killed. Oh, I guess Demi Moore's in it too. She's pretty. This is like Demi Moore was at her height of cuteness in that. Yeah, she's still pretty. I'm not saying she's old. I don't even know what she looks like anymore. She was like an a budding ingenue, as they say. (laughs) Who says that? uh, (laughs) I don't know the what. What's that uh, skit that Christopher Walken used to do on SNL? Where there was like the first person camera, the first person camera, where he's like that the (gasps) intercontinental. Intercontinental the, Hotel, and he's just the like... The Intercontinental... Yeah. He's super creepy. That's who I imagine. Oh. I thought you were talking about, like, Colonel Angus comes to town. <laughs> That's not a Christopher Walken Yeah, thing. it is. About? He's Colonel well, Angus. No, I mean... I mean... <laughs> oh, doing I just a, love Colonel Angus. <laughs> that's not a Christopher Walken impersonation, is it? No, like, Christopher Walken plays Colonel Angus, though. <laughs> it was great, dude. I never thought I would see a Saturday Night Live sketch where they said Cunnilingus like 25 times. <laughs> it was the best. Mm. And it's funny because most people listen to this like, what the fuck is Cunnilingus? Look it up, kids. Look it up. <laughs> Safe search. Safe search. Oh. Look it up. <laughs> Fair enough. You say safe search off so that you get them in trouble with their parents. <laughs> you. <Yep. laughs> Spoken like a true dad. <laughs> All right. We've really got to get off this show now, right? We're 90 minutes in. Sounds good. All right. Take it easy. Bye. I'll respect that outro just because I love that Colonel Angus. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, guys. Only 90s kids will understand. <laughs>